Hi everyone, here's what's bothering me today. It's clear that uh, we're still in for a rough ride post-pandemic recovery with regards to oil and gas. Remember how demand dropped for a while here and uh, at one point oil was basically being given away. It was at like negative 10 or $20 a barrel or something like that. Well, unfortunately it's looking like the road ahead is filled with more offshore oil exploration and more liquid natural gas resource exploitation. Which, again, is kind of par for the course because a lot of people have touted natural gas as a transition towards clean renewables when really... We don't have time for that. We really don't have time for that anymore. And if anything, this pandemic should be the shock to our system that we need for us to try and make the really hard, difficult choices and transitions now while people can still kind of prepare for them and get used to them. And people have already asked for better investments in things like better designed cities, public transit, green recovery. This is something a lot of people have been asking for. But as Extinction Rebellion Cambridge on Twitter points out, and I'll link the thread below, we are in for a phenomenally rough and terrible ride. Emissions must fall 60% in nine years, and the IEA says zero new oil and gas projects for a hope of even net zero. So it would be reasonable to assume laws are being passed to end exploration, right? In fact, the world is on an oil and gas binge, a shocking, terrifying, revolutionary thread. And they're right. It is pretty terrifying. Here's the highlights. In the U.S., drilling in Alaska, uh, record offshore oil and gas exploration, extracting 17 million barrels a day, $323 billion to be spent in four years. Expenditure on climate under Biden's infrastructure plan, uh, Biden's infrastructure plan is $36 billion. Brazil and Guyana are also boosting offshore drilling markets. The U.K. recently granted 113 licenses over 259 drilling blocks in the North Sea, and two new platforms were installed just last week. China, 19 new projects in 2021, increasing production 4% to record 545 to 555 million barrels of oil equivalent, targeting 640 to 650 million barrels of oil equivalent in 2023. Norway is having a good old time with 61 new oil and gas exploration licenses being just granted. Saudi Arabia, the King Offender, four new discoveries, a record 140 billion spent on oil and gas to 2025, and 1.6 million barrels a day in 2021. Abu Dhabi, right next door, a new oil field producing 45,000 barrels a day starting 2023. Russia, just 536 new oil and gas projects between now and 2025. Canada, tar sands. They are producing 3 million barrels a day, and the Trudeau government just greenlit three new offshore sites off of Newfoundland, and I remind you, even though Keystone XL is dead, the fight over Line 3 continues. There's also the Trans Mountain Pipeline, and yeah, it, there's still pipelines and oil flowing here in Canada. Uganda, 423 new wells with drilling led by Chinese National Oil and Gas Company, Oil coming on stream 2025. Nigeria, 100 new oil and gas sites coming into production between 2021 and 2024. One site alone producing 650,000 barrels every day starting next year. Greece, 10,000 barrels a day starting in a new site that is currently in development. Uh, Mexico, in the Gulf of Mexico, you have the new Zama site, which will produce 150,000 barrels a day by 2024. Brazil, which I briefly mentioned earlier, 92 frontier blocks up for sale next year. Japan, 
Heavy crude oil production began a few months ago from its first offshore rig. Hmm. Australia, around 500,000 barrels a day extracted. New discoveries come in all the time. Uruguay, seven new offshore drilling blocks auctioned. In Guyana, Exxon made a new discovery last week. Qatar is doing a $1 billion offshore pipeline project. New Zealand, again, one of the famously progressive countries like Canada, is issuing new exploration in the waters off of their coastlines. Malaysia, 17 licenses up for auction, including three new study sites, meaning they haven't found anything there yet, but hey, if you want to take a look. Vietnam has recently made new oil and gas discoveries last year, led by ENI. Iran, 2.4 million barrels a day, up 400,000 barrels a day from April 2020. And a new discovery adds 2.2 billion barrels a day. Indonesia, new discoveries. Government extends exploration to find more to March 2022. South Africa recently made a breakthrough discovery of 60 trillion cubic feet of gas. And not too far away in Angola, 1.5 million barrels a day extraction, along with new discoveries being added. Namibia is talking about how they have potentially discovered 120 billion barrels worth of oil. Kazakhstan has introduced a new $850 million plant to process oil from the Kashagan oil field, which is targeting 500,000 barrels a day in 2027, up from 380,000 barrels a day now. Papua New Guinea also has its new wells back on track, given a delay because of the pandemic. In Timor West, which is near East Timor and therefore, you know, over in the Indonesia area, they have three new sites. Production begins in autumn. In Pakistan, there have been recent new discoveries. Gas extraction is up 50% in one year. And as Extinction Rebellion Cambridge points out, this is the same IEA that says no new oil and gas project can begin to achieve net zero. And this same IEA said two days ago that producers must open the taps to satisfy oil demand, which will be at an all-time high in 2022. And there's even more discoveries and studies being done in Guyana, Gabon, uh, Ghana and the west coast of Africa. Exploration continues. They're even offering study areas for finding even more. This in the wake of the world already knowing what lies ahead in terms of a dreadful climate future. The same IEA that is saying, no, you can't have any new uh, projects if we want to reach net zero is also saying just a few days later, but you know, you got to open up the taps to satisfy demand. And yet it's curious because with the lockdown, we saw that demand dropped. Now I know, yes, you know, that was a lockdown because of the pandemic. And so we can't, you know, it's a bit apples to oranges. But imagine if we actually did something similar, but for the good of the climate, we actually ended oil subsidies, we canceled new exploration, and we instead put those funds towards an actual sustainable, greener economic future. One where less people are left behind, where less people have to suffer through increasingly hostile environments. The stories of the toxic air that come from many parts of Asia, be they in India or in China or in Malaysia or in Turkey or Tehran, these stories are horrifying. And it's a 
just a really distressing sign of what's to come. With the recent news of the record drought and all the terrible mismanagement that these capitalist companies do and engage in. And yet we saw a potential way forward and a potential way out in the earlier stages of this pandemic. Imagine what happened if we actually came together and if our governments had any real sense of urgency and respect for the people that they claim to govern. Then maybe we could have a plan or a series of plans that would be carefully managed over years as we made a hard, dedicated commitment. And if people are saying, well, oh, come on, we can't do that. We've done this multiple times before, be it gearing up for war in, you know, World Wars 1 and 2, or gearing up for various revolutions such as, you know, the Industrial Revolution, various agricultural revolutions in terms of uh, a, a new revolution with the car. We kind of decided, well, you know what? In order to make this work, we better uh, make a network of roads and this means we need gas stations so we're going to work with the private sector and do all these different things and help manage a transition to a new era of humanity we have done this multiple times before several times already in living memory of our parents and our grandparents and yet still while the world paused and saw you know what maybe we could cut down our oil we are instead just a year later opening up the taps again on a world that is presently on fire and we refuse to cut the gas line and save the neighborhood. All because of money. I said it before in a previous video. The sum totality of humanity is being weighed against an artificial construct of money. And right now, money is winning. And that's what's bothering me today.